0: Insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. It's time for The Rush with Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. Sound off on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's The Rush with Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. Yeah, I love it. Baker, uh, you know him. You you give him half a chance, and as long as he's halfway healthy with with any kind of help, He's going to win. That's just who he is. Uh, Love it for him. Uh, Love it that, you know, that that he has this opportunity. I'm I'm sure he's looking forward to it. But, no, he's had a great year, and they've done a a great job with him. You know, so, uh, yeah, just just wish him luck, you know, here through the playoffs. And uh, that's a hard one with Jalen Hurts going up against him and uh, another, you know, guy that gave so much to OU. So uh, you know whatever will be will be, but uh, but again happy happy that Baker's come back the way he has. He it's been an incredible year for him.
1: Bob Stoops on with us yesterday talking about Baker Mayfield making the playoffs, playing Jalen Hurts and the Eagles on Monday night. I'm going to ask you a like a three part question here, Travis, and I'll ask him one at a time. All right. First, uh, when it comes to Baker Mayfield, what do you think the league perception on him was before the season started? What, what, what did the league, its fans, uh, just kind of everyone, what did they all think of Baker Mayfield coming into this year?
2: Hmm, I, I, I think I think they probably oh fragile,
1: fragile. I don't know if the word bust was used, but there, I mean there wasn't an overwhelmingly high thought on him coming into the season. With the way that it worked out in Cleveland, fair. Right. That's I, that's how most people thought. Whether that's unfair or not,
2: yeah, I think that uh, I, I think the lasting memory of him for most fans was the last time he had a bunch of hype, and it was that Cleveland season that he played hurt. and I, And I think because most NFL fans kind of pay attention to the teams that are supposed to be good, you know. And Cleveland was supposed to be good, and he was hurt, and that's what they know. And next thing they know, he's bouncing around. They're like, ah, he just must never recover from that.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it was a prove-it year. I think they signed him to a one-year yeah. deal, correct, in Tampa. And this text says Baker's stock was down. I wouldn't say bad, but it was down. Yeah, his stock was definitely down coming into the year. All right. They his went into division. His
2: stock quite literally down. Yeah. Based on money. <laughs> correct. They win
1: the division this year. It wasn't the best division in football, but they win the division. They're going to the playoffs. How much different is the perception of Baker Mayfield now compared to what it was before the season started? Is it any different at all?
2: Oh, I think it's the stock up emoji, really. it's, It's, hey, look, like if people have dug into kind of what teammates have said about him, it's like this guy's... The every man, you know, the 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 brother in the locker room that everybody always talked about. And now through hell or high water, he won that division. Again, you said not a very good division, but they watched him limp around that field and wince every time he threw the ball and still ended up with that win.
1: And apparently the Bucks and Baker are interested in extending that contract that they had before the year. They're they're interested in, you know making this longer than just a one-year thing. So the situation has definitely improved. Now the third part of the question is how does the perception change if he beats Jalen Hurts and the Eagles on Monday night? If he wins a playoff game, the second playoff game of his career, and he's probably still going to be banged up, he's probably not going to be 100%, but how much do things change from the beginning of the year to Monday night if he goes out and wins a playoff game?
2: Well, I think he's playing with house money now, honestly, Tyler. I mean, getting winning that division, getting to the playoffs in his, in his first year, you know, when a lot of people when they brought him on, people are like, "Well, is this Kyle Trask's job? Should we just give it to Kyle Trask cuz we've got, you know, capital invested in him, draft capital invested in him and figure out if we need him?" I mean, think how silly that narrative is now, Tyler. Like to think that Kyle Trask would have been playing quarterback this entire time. But I think he's playing with house money. I do think a win Gets him, uh, gets him a little more money in those negotiations. It's a leverage play for, it's a leverage play now because I think the franchise tag is thirty three million, and I think that's where he can, you know, he can use the franchise tag kind of in his negotiations a little bit.
1: Yeah, well, I don't, uh, I don't view the Bucks as a team that could make a Super Bowl run necessarily, but can they beat the Philadelphia Eagles the way the Eagles are playing right now? I, I think that that's. Um I think that's absolutely on the table. Most OU fans rooting for the Bucks over the Eagles on Monday night. I'm guessing, right? The OU fans that don't aren't fans of the Bucks, aren't fans of the Eagles. Most are uh, they're they're hoping both quarterbacks do well, of course, but maybe rooting for Baker a little bit more than Jalen Hurts. You think I think I have that one right?
2: Yeah, it's a it's double trouble there. Uh, Certainly, Jalen Hurts. You know, OU fans support him, but the the double down of Dallas Cowboy fans plus Baker fans, yeah, that's just not something Jalen can overcome.
1: Yeah, unless I'm totally missing something recent. I know Kyler was in the playoffs a couple of years ago. Baker, of course, when he was in Cleveland, he played Pittsburgh, and then he played uh, who the Chiefs in the next round, Jalen Hurts. Is this the first time in history, and maybe this is out and I just missed it, is this the first time in history that two former OU starting quarterbacks would play against each other in the playoffs? Is there, an, uh, is there another time that comes to mind?
2: I can't I can't think of any other time that it would be because, yeah, this would have to be, right?
1: Because Kyler only played that one year, and, and maybe they played the Rams? That, that may not be right. I feel like they played the Rams the one year the Cardinals made the playoffs, so this might be the first time ever – that two former OU quarterbacks have played each other in a in a playoff game, which is which is pretty wild.
2: Man, got to love that, right? I don't you're I, guaranteed yeah. to move one forward.
1: Yeah. Well, and and I don't know how. I mean, there's just so it's just limited spots in the NFL that it's probably hard to find those matchups. I bet it hasn't happened just a ton of course across the history of the NFL, but pretty um pretty cool that it's going to be happening Monday night in uh, Tampa. But uh sticking with quarterbacks, Jackson-Arnold is one of the main topics we will be hitting this offseason as we are officially in offseason mode when it comes to college football. And I I like to revisit this like once every week, at least for the few weeks after the Alamo Bowl. But now that we've had some time apart away from the Alamo Bowl and it was one of the more intense postgame shows you and I have done the, uh, the, the late Thursday night after the Alamo Bowl loss, Give me one thing about Jackson Arnold after that first start. One thing that makes you feel good and maybe one thing that makes you feel nervous as uh, we've got over 200-plus days until uh, he's the full-time starter in the 24 season.
2: Well, I I think it's probably going to be pretty universal. The the good is that arm talent is absolutely five-star, six-star arm talent. I'm not sure – it's been a minute since we've seen arm talent like that. The ball just flies off his hand. The the negative, the part that you worry about is, can this guy start making better decisions, right? It was the same thing we said all year. The reason Dylan was starting is because this RPO-heavy offense, you have to make the correct decisions. And there were many times that Jackson just didn't make the right decisions in that game. Now, the good thing, Tyler, is you can't coach up that level of arm talent in an off season. But you can get a guy a lot more comfortable with his decision-making. in an office. Um,
1: Sorry to interrupt you here, but it looks like we have breaking news. And I mean massive breaking news in the world of college football. According to Chris Lowe of ESPN, and I'm making sure that this is his official account. It is. You ready for this? This is a bombshell, dude. I'm not kidding. Nick Saban is retiring. Sources tell ESPN.
2: Oh my! The gosh.
1: six-time national champion at Alabama is retiring, according to ESPN. Wow! Whoa. Goodness gracious! Oh my gosh! Um, is this the biggest story in college football that possibly could have could have happened today? Nick Saban, the goat in the sport, retiring. I mean, whoa! Nick Saban. Dude, here's where my mind initially went. One is like, oh my gosh, it's like, that's massive news for the sport. OU plays Alabama next year in Norman. And Alabama will be without Nick Saban next year. Now, this is just a report, but Chris Lowe of ESPN is reporting that Nick Saban is retiring. Oh, <laughs> wow. Just,
2: golly. I mean, first of all, what a career. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean... Nick Saban, mm. you know, a lot of talk in, in the most recent days have been about blue blood, uh, you know, droughts. Nick Saban himself is a blue blood. Yes. Yeah, like, all on his own. Yeah, absolutely he would him, be. Yes. He is a blue – like, wow. wow. I mean, first of all, I'm glad that there's some breaking news on this show that's not David Hicks committing <laughs> it's to A&M. It's so, a positive – well –
1: I, I so, guess you could look at it as positive. some non negative, some neutral. Right. But the thing is man.
2: what who, who I have no who, idea who man. Alabama?
1: I have no idea. Um, I mean, who's
2: even who's even I mean, you would do you go NFL? Does Pete Carroll take that job? Well, I mean,
1: and here's the thing, man, and, Does Mike and, and, Vrabel. Hey, here's the show the rest of the day. Um OUTCU Hoops. <laughs> we'll try to get to it again, but Nick Saban is reportedly retiring. If this was three years ago, it would be Dabo Sweeney is the name that is immediately brought up, right? Oh, it's Dabo to Alabama. There's reports that, um, that he wants to go back. He played there. He won a national championship there. Dabo's the most likely candidate. I don't think that's the case anymore, man. I think Dabo's stock has fallen quite a bit, not just because they're not winning at the same level, but just his overall attitude, the way that college football is operating – is there any chance that they would try to get Sark to come back a- after this year that he had at Texas? And oh, I'm not saying man. I'd love that hire for Alabama, but I'm just trying to realistically think of who would be a candidate for that job. That I mean, this is major, man.
2: So you'd have to think that, you know, just football in general, look at all the professional. I mean, Bill Belichick might be out at new England, you know, Vrabel's out at Tennessee. You've got, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, you've got Pete Carroll out at Seattle. Defensive football coaches, a lot of them at the pros, are going away. Now, I like what we have in preventables, obviously, so so don't apply that to this conversation. But you wonder if Alabama, you know, would bring Sark back because of the offense that he had when they were there. And, man, I the only the only thing that makes sense to me that that wouldn't just be a flat-out, okay, who's the best candidate, let's go get the best candidate, but... The ACC is collapsing. Do, do you look at ACC coaches and say, "Is it Dabo? Do they? <laughs> do, does, does it go from hashtag fire Mike Norvell to Mike Norvell coach at University of Alabama?" Yeah. I mean, oh, man, I just, I mean, like I said, Vrabel makes a ton of sense. Is it, is this
1: not? I mean, this is crazy, dude. Nick First Saban, all, man. I, I I thought he'd coach until his eighties. What, what's he gonna do? I, I'm guessing he's gonna go join ESPN in some capacity. But felt like he still had his fastball, man. Um, dang, Nick Saban retiring. From Alabama, Incredible. in case you missed it. Yeah,
2: it is. Maybe, I mean, and, and shout out Chris Lowe. I mean, that's a, <laughs> that's a scoop.
1: Dude, that's a lot of pressure firing out that tweet, isn't it? God, hit, and, hit and send oh, on that oh, thing. Oh, oh my man. gosh. That's you, heavy. You're not going to have a bigger uh, report than that in your career, that uh, you're the first to report that Nick Saban retiring in Alabama. Dang. And that's,
2: yeah, and it's, uh, you know, let's see. It was You said it was Chris Lowe?
1: Yeah, Chris Lowe of ESPN reporting it. Correct.
2: You know what's funny is I just went to his Twitter. Rookie move. He's not uh he's not paying for that uh verified check which means he won't get any of the ad revenue for that. Mm, too bad. Man, can you imagine the ad revenue on a tweet that's going to reach 20 million, 30 yeah, million? Yeah, Twitter would
1: still probably only pay about 22 <laughs> bucks the way that theirs works, but, hey, but fair enough, yeah. 20, but 22 uh, bucks you didn't have. Case case you just now tuning in. According to ESPN's uh, Chris Lowe, Nick Saban is retiring from the University of Alabama. Let's get to some text. Cherokee Sooner says, Mule Shoot Obama, please God. (laughs) Um, Patrick says, Sark will get a call. And someone else mentioned this, and it was a good text uh, from the 405. hundred not have a name attached. Amazing timing for Sark. He's about to get paid. Texas was going to pay him anyway. Chris Del Conte said that publicly just a couple of days ago. I don't know if Sark will be a realistic candidate for Alabama or not. i got to think that Saban is going to have some recommendations on who follows him as head coach. Whether Alabama listens to that or not, Saban's going to have some opinions on who would be best to follow him. And if Alabama shows any interest in Steve Sarkisian whatsoever – This texture is right. Sarkeesian is going to get a massive deal from the University of Texas. He's about to get paid, dude. Man.
2: Yeah, well, but here's the thing. It's funny because we, in the first hour, we talked about, man, Texas kind of, this was really their shot, you know. Now they've lost their defensive line coach. They've lost their, you know, All-American this, Outland Trophy that, first-round pick this, All-Big 12 that, you know. Sark's going to get paid from Texas, but man, Alabama, that's a that's a better situation right yeah. there.
1: Yeah. And, and and what did I just say last hour? I always appreciate the text line, you know, letting us know when breaking news happens. And there's some news that you're either expecting or news that okay, I could see that, I'll believe that. Like I always try to go on Twitter and verify it when when people text in. I'll be honest with you, man. The Nick Saban retiring text rolled in, and I said, what, what's this person doing, man? What, what's what's this, this person is clearly trying to troll us today. What, what's going on here? Log on, and Chris Lowe is reporting it. it it's, it's still, still kind of hard to believe, man, that, uh, that this is reportedly happening. Patrick says that just changed Alabama coming into Norman next year. And yeah, I mean will Alabama still be a good team next year? Absolutely, man. But yeah. dude, it's hard to follow the man. It's hard to follow the head coach that Alabama fans probably think is the best head coach in their program's history. I'm sure some of the older fans still think it's Bear Bryant, but the dude has had a statue on campus for what, close to a decade now at Bama, maybe? It it's been it's been a while now. Following that guy, following that act at Alabama is going to be really, really difficult. It's set up for someone to do it, but yeah, not, not having Nick Saban and Norman next year just, just feels weird. feels
2: really yeah. weird. I mean, that cha- it, changes, it changes everything, because here's the thing, that job is going to take, if, if they take somebody from college, then another big time job is going to become available. And when you're at a place like OU, you have assistants that are going to be highly sought after, right? So, I mean, assistants that could move up to coordinators at places, you know. So this this still could affect OU's coaching staff in a trickle down type manner. Uh, but wow, I mean, it's it ugh, that's that's incredible to me, and I I think it feels like he's got to go NFL, but. I would. I honestly wouldn't be shocked if if Sark jumped.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I think he doesn't think have he, to you, deal with
2: those boosters at Texas. Sure, he goes to a, a roster that is even more loaded than Texas's. He doesn't lose his entire team to the NFL draft uh, like he will be at Texas. I mean, he he gets to go back to a place that he already knows. Oh boy! Oh, you was know, going Kaylen to the DeVore? SEC,
1: and Nick Saban is not going to be there. Does that change your opinion on things? 405-651-3439. There's more reports coming in. Brett McMurphy, Alabama's Nick Saban, is retiring. First reported by ESPN. Oregon's Dan Lanning expected to be the top target to replace Saban. Wow. Well, his buyout is massive at Oregon, man. It is massive. But Alabama, uh, man, that'd be a hell of a hire if they go
2: go get Dan Lanning. Well, when you talk about you know, trajectory type situation, Dan Lanning, boy, he's moving up quickly. Worked out well. So I mean, working out really well. And the thing is, like, you know, everybody's always said, Oregon, man, you can't poach Oregon against Nike money. Well, you may may have met your match.
1: Here we go. (laughs) Nick Saban is leaving Alabama, and apparently the top target is Dan Lanning from the University of Oregon. But, hey, Oregon. Oregon, with all the money that they have, they're not going to lose over. They're not going to lose out over money to to Dan Lanning. Now, Dan Lanning may prefer the Alabama job to Oregon. Of course that he would. He's got to feel that way. But Oregon is uh, not going to lose out over money if I had to bet. Wow. Massive story just dropped in college football. We'll talk more about it next. Get to more of your text right here on The Ref. We're the home of Sooner fans.
0: The home of Sooner fans home for sooner recruiting coverage home of your sooner game day voices home of the best pre and post game coverage join the movement download the free krf app now to listen anywhere anytime we are where diehard sooner fans listen there are trucks then there's the truck GMC Sierra, with available features like the V8 engine, the ultimate luxury interior, and of course, the available world's first six-function multi-pro tail. Kind of thrown away. If it hadn't been for Wounded Warrior Project, I honestly don't know if I would be here. It was like, I got my family back again. We all felt the connection like that brother and sisterhood.
2: See how Wounded Warrior Project empowers women
0: veterans like Donna by visiting woundedwarriorproject.org slash empowerwomenvets.
2: Will there be an effort to get Talia into the game just to expedite his uh, his progression?
0: You know, we're, we're, we're focused on winning the game, all right? So we're, we're going to try to win the game, and we're going to play the best players that we can play to win the game. And we're not assuming that it's going to be an easy game. Uh, and we're not assuming that we'll have opportunity this to play anybody that wants to play, to expedite anything except winning the game. So we're going to play everybody who can expedite winning the game. That's what, that's what we're going to do. So I don't think anybody should expect us to do anything else.
1: Oh, I'm going to miss the tirades, the outbursts at the press conferences. Seven-time national champion Nick Saban. Multiple outlets are reporting it. He's retiring at Alabama. He's apparently just told the team, so everyone knows now. Uh, Brett McMurphy reporting that Dan Lanning at Oregon is the primary target right now. But, I mean, there's just so many ways that you can go. The OU effect with it, Travis, and, and we mentioned it and we'll continue to talk about it. I am curious about this potential element of the story, though. Because NIL, transfer portal, and all that, it doesn't seem like every head coach just loves the way that the sport is trending now, right? Coach K retired at Duke, and maybe it was just time for him, but maybe it was because of portal and the NIL that pushed him out a little bit earlier than it would have been otherwise. Same thing for Roy Williams at North Carolina. I wonder if Saban will say anything to this, I wonder how much the direction of college football potentially impacted his decision to retire from the sports
2: i mean i I'm sure like anything else that goes into a decision like this it it had a it had a part i mean he's he's you know he's getting up there in age still you know there's a new new conferences next year new playoff you know format next year conference realignment like you look at just so many things that are changing sure nil but there's so much other change that's coming to the sport so i mean i think i think a lot of it had a factor probably and and probably first and foremost was miss terry saying hey look just come on like g- g- give me a few good years with you
1: told him on the italy trip this summer that that he took but i mean it was a storyline this year man but for that to be his final season, did we really see this one coming throughout the year, that it was his final year at Alabama? Uh, and I'll be honest, I, I, I didn't. I, I I thought he was going to be back next year, and for a few years after that as well. I'm yeah. shocked. I'm sh- I'm shocked at this news. I really am.
2: Oh, uh, there's, Tyler, it could have happened when he was 105, and it still would have shocked me. <laughs> like, what? I thought
1: he had 15 more years in him. Right. Why, why would he
2: leave right now? He just won a title a couple years ago. <laughs> I mean, it's it's interesting because now when you say things like, you know, you get to the SEC ready. Does SEC ready mean being on Bama or Georgia's level? Like, do you now say being on Georgia's level? Like, what what does the team look like going forward? Is it does does this you know take a huge hit to recruiting because nobody believes that anybody outside of Saban can do what Saban did? Does it like? Do the donors? What do the donors think? Do the donors buy into the next guy because they're scared of falling off, or do they, they just say, "Well, we don't know about investing in this next guy"? Sabin was a proven winner; we didn't have a problem. Like, there's so many other things. I'm just super interested in the future of Bama. But again, what does this impact have nationally if they go after a college guy like a Dan Lanning or if they go after a guy like Sark? How do they? Fit, or if, what if they go after Dabo and Dabo looks at? Maybe Todd Bates or something like that, and says, "Oh, I yeah. kind of want him back you know like like there's so much, and Oklahoma with being you know with the talent that Oklahoma has on the coaching staff they 're going to be in these conversations
1: i could, I could end up being dead wrong about this one, and if I am then that that that's fine I'll i'll, I'll easily own it." I just don't think that Dabo's going to end up getting this job, man. I think if it's offered to Dabo, I think Dabo would take it in a heartbeat, and not think twice about it. I just think his stock has fallen so much, like we're talking about last segment, and just his thoughts on the direction of college football. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't think that hiring is going to happen at Alabama in a conference where. Regardless of what you think of the direction of the sport, and I don't necessarily love it either, you better embrace it at a place like Alabama and the SEC. And that's just one reason, and maybe the main reason, just Dabo's attitude towards things, I don't don't think that he's going to get the Alabama job. Maybe he gets an interview because he was a former player there, but if Bama can afford the buyout, and I'm I'm sure that they can for Dan Lanning, that's who I would guess right now is probably the leading candidates to take over that job
2: man, you have to pay that buyout and then pay the next guy. I mean, what kind of contract would Dan Lanning get at Alabama? Uh,
1: I mean, it's highest paid head coach in college football, I would think, right?
2: I mean, right? There what with was Kirby Smart. I mean, I don't know what Nick Saban's contract was, but or how much you know he had left on it or anything. But uh, he had an eight-year contract worth ninety-three six. Saban's salary, obviously, incentives and whatnot. 2029, it went out to he's going to be 12.7. You have to assume Landing's going to get what 13? Yeah, Sean,
1: Sean. Well, and that's before incentives as well, right? So, you know, oh, Sean boy. says they you do not want to be the guy who replaces Saban. That guy's fired in three years. You want to replace the guy who replaces Saban, and I agree with that, man. And we've seen that throughout history. Who was it, Ron Zook, that took over for Steve Spurrier? Mm-hmm. That didn't last long. Bill Snyder retires the uh, retires the first time around, and um, why am I blanking on the head coach that was at Kansas State that got fired uh, shortly after? There he gets fired. There, of course, Oklahoma could be an example as well. You just um, you you don't want to be the guy necessarily. You've got all the resources to win big, but Bama's expectations aren't going to change just because Nick Saban isn't there anymore. So whoever is next, buckle up. You better win a title in the first two to three years or else you're probably on some sort of a hot seat with their expectations.
2: Golly. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm – Ron Prince, that's who I'm thinking of. I haven't had any time – I mean, obviously, to – I wonder how – Alabama social media and message boards are taking this. Can you imagine uh, the takes well. on Alabama's message boards right now?
1: Well, the people who were probably calling in on Feinbaum two days ago, he needs oh, to be God. go. He needs to let go. He's going to be fired. I bet they're crying today on air and seriously worried about the future of, of Bama football. Uh, let me just read a handful of text here, okay? And uh, we'll, we'll try to get as many as we can throughout the day. Dan in Madison, Mississippi says, Don't count out Lane Kiffin. I just felt it—a collective "oh blank" down here in Madison, from Oxford. Hmm. Please, Alabama! I mean, please, Alabama! Hire Lane Kiffin! Please, hire I think Lane you Kiffin. and
2: I are in lockstep mm-hmm. when we when we ask why Lane Kiffin became the hottest coaching candidate in America all of a sudden, despite not winning anything meaningful ever in his career and and failing often like Lane Kiffin I don't know what it is but I mean at this point it wouldn't shock me because of the way people talk about him but that would be I mean mm-hmm. I just who would you hire if, if you had your if you had your option of anybody who would you hire
1: anybody in college football or the NFL correct <laughs> what if his buddy Bill Belichick uh is on his way if I could hire anybody, I uh, I think I'm higher than most on Dan Lanning. I, I like him as a head coach. This take probably looks a lot better if they beat Washington in the Pac-12 championship game and, and make the playoff. And I know that they haven't won anything major just yet. I I, I just – I really like Dan Lanning. I think he's going places. He's been on a rocket ship up the past few years. The familiarity with the Southeast that he has, being at Georgia prior, I would um, – I mean, I would hire Dan Lanning if I can hire anyone. Though I mean, probably Kirby Smart to to better answer your question. If I can hire anybody,
2: yeah. Do you think Alabama has the power to hire anybody?
1: Um, I don't think they have the high the the power to get Kirby Smart away from Georgia. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't like. It, it's the exact same point that Sean just made. Like, if you're in a really comfortable spot, if your program's going. I don't think if you are the man somewhere else and Kirby Smart is the man there, I don't think you leave that spot to go replace the the goat most people consider the goat in college yeah. football history.
2: And I think the situations are different, but do you remember back when uh Dabo was fresh off winning two titles in a in a very, you know, short window and since Saban has been old for a while now, uh people have said, "Hey, it makes sense. Obviously, the situations are different because Dabo played there. But everybody thought, hey, Dabo, well, now, now that Saban is retiring, everybody's going, eh, not, Dab- not Dabo. Like, it's it's possible that Smart has that type of trajectory as well, yeah. you know. And But, you know, it's it's interesting. I would probably – I'd be cool with Dan Lanning, but, Tyler, I might call the guy that beat Dan Lanning twice this year. Kalen I mean, DeBoer, I know he's not brought I mean, up enough,
1: and, and the buyout be a hell of a lot cheaper for him than it yeah, would be for Lanning.
2: Because that's the thing; it's, I mean, he's a good coach. He has he has been a winner, and you, I mean, it's not like he's gonna he, he's gonna be cheaper regardless. And not that you, this is a time to pinch pennies by any means, but I mean, he's a guy that just beat Dan Lanning twice, and his name probably should start to be the, in those conversations, I sure. think. Sure. Uh,
1: nobody does more with less than Gundy, says a text line. I just want to give you a, a feel on what everyone's saying. T-B-O-W to Alabama, says Dink in Florida. He'd even mess that one up. Drew says University of Alabama head coach Jimbo Fisher. Lanning or DeBoer are my top choices if it was my decision. Uh, would Bob take the call? Would Bob take the job if he got the call? <laughs> <laughs> so what's offering Bob fifteen million?
2: Yeah, that'd be I, tough.
1: But I, I don't I, I, He's pretty happy where he's at right now. What he's I, doing.
2: I, it would be interesting to to find the list of people that would turn down the job.
1: Yeah, is like is Kirby Smart you're, maybe the only one?
2: I mean, maybe Kirby Kirby Smart and Kyle Shanahan, maybe. <laughs> like
1: a like, list. Is, the list is not long.
2: It is not a long list. I mean, in because again, they'll have whoever they want.
1: Maybe they'll just hire a hologram of Nick Saban for next year.
2: You know? They're they're they're
1: this nervous about losing him. They'll just a hologram of Nick Saban. And it'll still win them two titles in the next eight years somehow.
2: We're getting a Tyler, we're getting a concerning amount of Dion tech.
1: Yeah, I yeah, I should have addressed those. Dion's not getting hired at Alabama. That no. is that is not that. I will go ahead and report that myself. Uh, no Dion to Alabama.
2: No, you absolutely it here not. And the argument of, well, Dion, think how he could recruit. Recruiting is not the issue for Dion. No. It's the actual coaching of football. Team, or or so. Alabama, whoever's yeah. there
1: will will recruit well at Alabama.
2: Yeah, exactly. Alabama doesn't have to worry about recruiting. But that interesting on the text line. Urban Meyer from oh, G- Gary from Couch Cafeteria. <laughs> oh, Urban boy. Meyer Alabama Interesting.
1: 405-651-3439 is the text line. Yep, Nick Saban's retiring. We'll talk more about it coming up next right here on The Ref.
0: The home of Sooner fans. Home for Sooner recruiting coverage. Home of your Sooner game day voices. Home of the best pre- and post-game coverage. Join the movement. Download the free KRF app now to listen anywhere, anytime. We are where die-hard Sooner fans listen. There are trucks, then there's the truck gmc sierra with available features like the v8 engine the ultimate luxury interior and of course the available world's first six-function multi-pro tailgate gmc sierra not just any truck the truck gmc's continued commitment to professional wonder warrior project i honestly don't know if i would be here it was like i got my family back again we all felt the connection like that brother and sisterhood.
2: See how Wounded Warrior Project empowers women veterans like Donna by visiting WoundedWarriorProject.org empower women vets.
1: It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson talking about. Man, one of the biggest college football stories. I say in a long time, college football's been crazy with conference realignment all this. This is still certainly one of the biggest college football stories in quite some time. Nick Saban is retiring at Alabama. And a couple of things to note. First, Pete Thamel says, with no likely internal replacements at Bama, here's a quick projected target list. Dan Lanning, Kalen DeBoer, Dabo Sweeney, James Franklin, Mark Norv- uh, Mike Norvell, and Marcus Freeman. All come with complications and big buyouts as it's difficult to move entrance coaches. So that's a Pete Thamel guess, more than it being reported. But it was reported by Brett McMurphy that Dan Lanning is the big candidate right now. As it pertains to the transfer portal, which the first portal window is closed the transfer portal window for Alabama players is now open for another 30 days with Nick Saban's retirement. It's the most attractive roster in the sport, according to Chris Hummer, and Bama's portal window for uh, players is now open for 30 days. So, happy hunting, everyone.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, and, and that's an important thing. I mean, that window opening back up, a couple offensive linemen got a head start, a couple other players got a head start, but... Yeah, it's just, God, it's just massive. And, and no, he won't, he won't be going and getting another job. He might do some more progressive commercials or something like Maybe that. Maybe on
1: ESPN next year. I could see that.
2: I think he'll be like a, almost kind of like he does now, like a special, special guest type situation saying, hey, look, uh, you know, I'll come watch the national title with you or I'll go do something like that. Kind of as a guest. I don't think he's going to be a regular anywhere. He's 72. Like, I think he's just going to go fish.
1: Yeah, I just, golly, a guy that we've always felt like is a robot. And what's he going to do without college football? I I don't know. Can can he just fish for every single day of his life and and that be enough for him? For most of us, the answer would be, well, yes, it would be (laughs) enough. For Nick Saban, I, I don't know. I, I I would guess that he's a he's with ESPN in some capacity next year, but that's that's just a guess for me. Maybe he's on College Game Day potentially. Probably a bidding season.
2: war with uh, them and Fox. Yeah.
1: Well, Alabama's I mean, open. Um, Michigan could be open in a few days. How about this, dude? Bama and Michigan could
2: be open. Texas could be open. You know, a lot of these like and who's to say? I mean, there's a lot of NFL vacancies coming up. Like. There's gonna be a coach or two, in my opinion, you know, maybe take the leap, even if it's just one. Like you think of these, you know, coaching. Ah, it's just gonna be a lot of openings. Gonna be some very, very interesting uh, things to talk about going forward.
1: Now, I, uh, I guess I have to ask this question as a radio host in the state of Oklahoma. I feel it is my obligation. I think the answer is no. I just want to go ahead and say that. But will there be any? Head coach, assistant coach in the state of Oklahoma that will be a serious candidate for the Alabama job. No. I I don't think so either. Just felt like I had to ask the question. just
2: Lauren sure. Montgomery might be the only one.
1: <laughs> Lauren Montgomery, head coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Well he did he did coach team uh was it fire or ice in San Antonio last weekend? <laughs>
2: Uh, he actually, I think he coached fire. I think we thought it was ice early, but it was fire, and they got their butt kicked. That probably cost him in the interview. Yeah, probably so. Nine one eight, maybe game day replaces
1: Corso with Saban. That's kind of the way that I was leaning there. And and he did re- uh, develop that relationship with Pat McAfee on his show, which I think he was getting paid a cool million to do that. Yeah, um, he's got the relationship I- with McAfee. He's always had it with Herb Street. That'd be pretty easy just to throw him in on on game day. I bet.
2: Yeah, and it's and that's a obviously, you know, the retired coach. You see it with Mullen, you saw it with Stoops, with Fox, you know, you see it. I mean, he could he could hop up there no doubt. And I mean, it can't be it's not exactly a full-time gig situation. I mean, obviously just during the season, but it's fascinating, man. I can't wait for the dominoes to fall. I I feel like Alabama can go. I mean, they were going to the NFL and taking coordinators. Yep. I mean, they can go and take a head coach if they want to.
1: Yeah, next few weeks is going to be fun, just uh, watching what happens here. I, uh, I feel confident, though, that Alabama will not have a better head coach next year than they had last year. H- how do you feel about that take? Alabama will be worse at head coach next year as they've been for the 10-plus
2: uh, years. Mm, I hmm. mean, let's, uh, <laughs> let's wait. You know, We don't have all the variables yet.
1: I'm just going to go ahead and throw out that take. But that's what I think happens. Yeah. Uh Willie Mays Hayes, I love this. Uh not if they got Patty Gasso to Alabama. <laughs> no, that could be yeah, an upgrade. There you go. <laughs> yeah. If they got Patty Gasso, then it would be uh an upgrade. I love that. Uh you mean Kevin Wilson at TU's not a contender? LOL says Oklahoma Johnny.
2: Oh, hmm. that's a good point. That's a good point. They could be okay to, but no, I it's it feels like it feels like landing is it feels like landing is the hire that you make when you want to let everybody on the block know that you're not going anywhere. Boy. Like that's like that's the hire. You go take somebody from Oregon and you say, Hey look, we still run this sport Saving or no saving.
1: How about, I mean, Oregon's a, a really nice job. They got all this money, NIL, all that. And they, they'd lose Dan Lanning to Bama, which I guess there's no shame in that. But it's after Mario Cristobal leaves to go to Miami. And didn't Willie Taggart leave there to go to Florida State? Had the last three Oregon coaches left that job to go to another job in the Southeast?
2: Yeah, but part of it is because, like... And Oregon fans never minded because it was you could recruit, but they couldn't coach. They never won. The difference is Dan Lanning is recruiting at an elite level and he's winning games. So, yeah, that's – yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. And and I'm thinking conference realignment, how does this tie in? You know, you'd rather play in the SEC than you would in the Big Ten. I promise you that.
1: Four oh five top ten college football news stories of the two thousands. Where would you put the Saban news? Um, well, like when I look at it, like for my personal interest or for this radio show, I still feel like OU to the SEC. Bob Stoops retiring just for this show was a bigger story. But even with that, this Saban news is is top five. I mean, in terms of just overall in the sport, I think it's top three just because of the impact that it's going to have moving forward, potentially for Bama and the SEC.
2: I think impact because, again, the dominoes that are going to fall after it if they hire from the college ranks. Impact, definitely top three. If you were to judge it on shock value, I would put it far lower down. I would put Lincoln going to USC as much higher, nationally even, not just locally, but nationally. I think it's far more shocking for a coach to leave – a blue blood for an, to go out to USC than it is for a 72-year-old coach to retire.
1: 405-651-3439. I'm still shocked it's been over an hour. You're shocked as well in the text line. We'll get to more of your text as well. We'll be talking about this until 6 p.m., I promise you. Right here on The Ref.
0: This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network.
2: New Year, New Ride, New You. You find the new for all of you at Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. Envisions are here. New 2023 Buick Envisions. Take up to 5750 off MSRP. Plus an additional 750 Conquest Rebate for qualified buyers. Drive to the best, just 15 minutes west. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC. I-40 and Highway 81. Exit 125 in El Reno. Or dorsey jonesbuickgmccom Experience the new Buick. See Dealer for details.
0: If you're looking for big wins and good times,
1: Riverwind is the best place to play.
0: Teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council.
1: Central Oklahoma View of GMC dealers bring you the sour of the rush. Man, this would have been a big story regardless if OU was in the Big 12 or not, but hits a little bit harder around here since OU's going to the SEC and especially since uh, Alabama's coming to Norman next year. It's going to look weird the very first Alabama game where he's not standing on the sidelines all pissed off about something with a 45 nothing lead in the fourth quarter. But when Alabama runs out here uh, on Owen Field and it's someone other than Nick Saban leading Alabama, that's that's going to be weird as well, dude.
2: That's and that's why, like, it doesn't bum me out by any means. But well, I guess it kind of does. But it's I was really looking forward to see Saban on the sidelines uh, next year in Norman, and that game, whether you know, whether it's good or <laughs> good or bad for the actual odds of winning the game, it loses a little bit of intrigue, doesn't it? I mean, I guess intrigue. It's going to be exciting to see how the new guy does, but not having the the greatest. Uh, I mean, the greatest head coach of all time, you know, on your sidelines, yeah. that's, that's kind of a bummer.
1: If you beat Alabama next year, you'll still feel awesome about it. You should. It'll be a yeah. hell of a win no matter who's there. But it's almost, uh, well, you beat, it's almost like you beat Alabama. Yeah, we beat Nick Saban, too. It's still going to be a great win if you beat those guys. But just being able to claim that you beat Saban as well it's, was normally a, a big deal over the years. It's crazy, man. crazy
2: Zane on the text line uh brings in a quote um the 72 year old coach was known as a prolific recruiter having gone 16 consecutive seasons with a top five recruiting class it's
1: insane man god yeah he um he built Bama to a level where it recruits itself now but I'm very interested in that program moving forward again it's it's all set up for someone to take that job and to run with it and continue to compete and win national championships. It's just it's hard to follow the guy. That's all. But I'm sure that's not going to stop them from getting a big time higher. Blue yeah. Blood School in a position to win big in the SEC. My guess is Dan Lanning, but the next week or two going to be going to be a lot of fun when the new cycle in college football. Final hour of the rush coming up next.